Hey everyone, Brian Powers here from the Des Moines Register. Thank you so much for joining us for the very first edition of the Hey Did You Hear podcast. Basically, we know during the week the news flies fast and furious, and it can be really hard to stay on top of everything. So, what we're going to do is each week we're going to highlight the biggest news story, we're going to break it down, and then we're going to try to explain what the potential impact of that story could be. This week, tariffs were lobbed back and forth between the U.S. and China, in what some fear could break out into an all-out trade war with the agriculture sector locked squarely in the middle. With that in mind, I caught up with Donal Eller, who covers ag here at the Des Moines Register. We talked about those big scary numbers that you hear in the news, what it could mean for you at the grocery store, but also what it means for the producers of things like pork, soybeans, and ethanol. Donnell, thanks for joining me today. You bet. I'm happy to be here. All right. So it's been a crazy week. Can we just start breaking this down for people to kind of get a better grasp on what's been happening in the news? And let's just start real basic. What is a tariff? A tariff is a tax or a duty uh, that uh, countries can uh, implement or or impose on uh, exports and imports. So kind of like a, a basically like a sales tax that you and I would pay when we go to the store, but an international version of said sales tax. Would that be fair? Right. It's, uh, yeah, it's like an extra charge that you would pay on something uh, that you buy. Fair enough. Internationally. Internationally. Okay. Awesome. Now that we have a grasp on what tariffs are, let's go back to kind of where this most recently began on March 23rd, which is when the U.S. increased its tariff on imported steel and aluminum. Right. And then China responded and uh, levied $3 billion uh, worth of tariffs on U.S. goods. I believe in that round, it included pork. And then the United States responded to those tariffs with $50 billion in duties, which China responded with an equal amount of tariffs. But that included uh, products like soybeans, corn, uh, and beef, which are uh, obviously super important to Iowa. And then, and then, so they did that. And then again. Yeah. And then last night, uh, uh, President Trump uh, up the ante and added, uh, said that he wanted to uh, add another $100 billion, uh, in tariffs to China. And he claimed that was in retaliation for China's $50 billion action on uh, farmers, uh, which he thought was unfair and uh, retaliatory. So basically at this point, it just sounds like there's two kids on a playground and they're just kind of like pushing each other's shoulder. I mean, nothing's really had teeth yet. It's all just kind of proposed at this point, correct? Right. There are uh, some tariffs that have actually gone in place, uh, the tariffs on pork, uh, as well as uh, the tariffs on steel. So now you you cover agriculture here at the Register. So what have you been hearing uh, from producers? Uh, Are they feeling this? Are they worried? Are they not too worried? Agricultural producers are extremely worried. This comes at a terrible time for Iowa agriculture. Uh, We have been struggling for at least four years with low prices, uh, as well as high prices uh, for the producers, for the farmers themselves to grow a crop. Um, It's taken a while for those prices to come down. So they've really been struggling uh, to make a profit, basically. So uh, most Iowa farmers say that the timing for these tariffs couldn't be worse. Another colleague of mine here at the Register, Iowa columnist Kyle Munson, spoke with Grant Kimberly. 
Kimberly's a sixth generation Iowa farmer whose family farm is a model that China recreated over there. He said they have encouraged both sides to work at a solution to the problem and acknowledges that there are some issues with the trade partnership, but added, We don't like to see food and, and, and feed and agriculture being used as a weapon. And uh, these things really have very little to do with us, do with anything in agriculture related, but we're right pretty much in the middle of it. Um, and, and one of the big casualties of this whole process. So, Donnell, since we have just a couple that are in place, the tariffs that are, have actually taken effect right now, is there any proposed timeline for when these other billions of dollars worth of tariffs on either side could take place? There seems to be a lot of behind-the-doors uh, negotiating going on at international levels uh, where many farmers, uh, manufacturers, Trump supporters uh, are hoping that uh, some kind of deal can be made between the United States and China and sort of back down on uh, a lot of sort of this escalating discussion about tariffs. Is the rationale here that we import Chinese goods so by increasing the tariffs on them, it creates a more level playing field for U.S. manufacturers to compete with imported Chinese goods as well? What the president is trying to do, he, he's uh, gravely concerned about a couple of issues. One is a trade deficit that we have with China. Uh, we export um, about $130 billion worth of goods as of last year to China. China exported to the United States $500 billion worth of goods. So we have this tremendous uh, trade deficit. It's about $375 billion. He wants uh, to see us, he, he wants to see that level out a little bit. He wants that trade to be more balanced. And then he's also concerned about uh, practices around uh, intellectual property. Uh, companies are worried that uh, they're not getting protection when they go into the Chinese market. And so that's a really big sticking point. So that's kind of what has been sort of the fuel okay. um, that's, uh, you know, driving this whole uh, on escalating debate. So I guess let's let's bring it right home in, into onto people's dinner tables, basically. I mean, as people go to look for new cars, as they as they look to you know, basically feed their families. And should they be expecting to be paying more for these things? Or what What would the consumer be facing if these tariffs do get put into place? If we're not able to export as much, say, pork as we normally would, then that would create a bigger supply of pork in the United States. So greater supply means lower prices. So that's good for consumers. If we see sort of that escalation of the $100 billion, depending on how that all falls out, I mean, you could see the things that you buy at the, you know, at the mall, your clothes, your sweaters, your shoes, all of the fun things that we uh, like to buy. You could see uh, those prices increase. As prices go down for consumers at the grocery stores, like, you know, your bacon goes down in price. I'm assuming that that would then be more difficult on the producers because they are now faced with, with an oversupply. They would generally see a decrease in the per animal price that they would receive that would go to market. Dermot Hayes at Iowa State University, he's an agricultural economist, he's estimated that based on futures prices that Iowa producers have already lost or will lose uh, about $400 million with the declining uh, price of, of uh, pork. And on the uh, soybean side, uh, Purdue University anticipates in a couple of years, if 
these tariffs go into place and stay into place, we'll, we'll lose uh, world market share, and that would mean a $3.3 billion loss to the economy. And a big share of that, of course, would hit Iowa and the Midwest. The question that continues to linger on my mind is, are we getting ahead of ourselves here with all of these things still in the planned phase? Is this... Are we are we out over our skis, I guess, or is this something that we need to be concerned about right now, or should everybody just kind of take a deep breath and wait and see how things shake out in the coming months? There are lots of folks who are saying, you know, don't get too excited, but a lot of decisions that manufacturers face, a lot of decisions that farmers face, they're making plans now for this growing season. They're trying to lock in good prices. I just talked with a manufacturer who said he couldn't get a price for still that lasted a quote on steel that lasted longer than a day. And those are contracts. Normally in the past, he was able to get a price that would stay the same for two to three months. He's dealing with a whole lot of uncertainty and what it's going to cost him to make a product. Yeah. Well, and of course, at some point it's going to stop snowing in Iowa and farmers are going to need to start planting (laughs) at the end of the month. So they're buying seed and trying to get tractors in order and And there's been a lot of fluctuation uh, in the corn and soybean market. Corn is affected a little less. it's uh, China isn't as big a market for corn as it is for soybeans. So that market volatility uh, sort of creates uncertainty for those uh, farmers and livestock producers who are trying to lock in a price that will give them at least a little bit of a profit. Anything else we should add to this conversation? Anything else people need to know as as they're listening to to this news either through the weekend or, you know, I'm sure it's not going to go away next week. Anything to keep in mind? There's a lot of discussion out there on whether this is a negotiating practice. Uh, The president likes to drop bombs and let people sort of react to him. Uh, making kind of uh, worst-case scenario threats. So we're really not sure if, you know, if this is the shape of things to come or if it's uh, a lot of rhetoric that uh, is just sort of a bargaining chip in some uh, behind-the-doors negotiations. But when your livelihood is sort of uh, on the line, it makes for some very nervous days. Awesome. Well, Donnell, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, if people wanted to follow your, your work, where can they find you online? DesMoinRegister.com. And also you can look for tweets at uh, Donnell E. Awesome. Be sure to take a look at that as, uh, as I'm sure this is going to continue to develop next week. So thanks again. Thank you. So that's all for this week. Thanks again for joining us on the Hey Did You Hear podcast. Be sure to check out next week's show as we sort through the news and bring it to you in a way that makes it easy for everyone to understand. 